John Joseph. John Joseph is a pastor, teacher, and an evangelist of God's world. He's the father of Ragwest Chapel, a thriving church in the heart of Lagos, Nigeria. Be blessed as you listen to this message. In this great service, this month, uh, month two, and anointed service, I believe that God is going to be visiting us in a mighty way in the name of Jesus. The word of God said in Psalm 107, it said, He sent forth His word and He let them. Amen. He sent forth His word and He let them. And the word of God makes us understand that, that the word of God is quick, is powerful, is sharper than any two edges word. I believe that that word of God is coming to you and now, right now, through the servant of God, through our pastor. God has highly anointed him. And I know that you and now we are not going to leave there without a touch from God. So if you are ready to have an encounter with the living God, why don't you rise on your feet with me? Rise on your feet, everyone, and see this record song using the word of our pastor as God using to bless our life this hour. believe we have victory in the name of Jesus come on put those hands together for the Lord Jesus today can we bow our hands for a word of prayer Father we thank you because we have victory through the name and the blood and the word of the Lord and this victory has been enforced once again in today's service as we have come into this service today every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord Every situation shall bow to the authority of that name. Whatever is called sickness or disease or whatever may be a trouble or a challenge to your people is bowing to the authority of your name today in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, because your name is being glorified afresh. For in Jesus' wonderful name we have prayed. Come on, put those hands together for Jesus. You may please be seated on top of your enemies. Hallelujah. Right now, I would like to say one or two things before we go forward. Um, as part of our digitalization of the church, um, in some few weeks' time, we will be, um, we have people coming from one of the TV stations here in Nigeria that on Wednesday, although we've had one or two ants, but I wanted to also throw it open. That if you have broadcasting experience or you know you can present online, you have a good presentation skill, you can present online because we are taking delivery of some, we are upgrading our broadcasting equipment. In fact, we are setting up, a, expanding our studio so that we can be having some more programs being broadcast from the church. 
Okay, so I mean, uh, so that's how we're bringing these um, TV people to train our people on how to present, how to talk, how to address. You are going to see, because I told you that we'll be going live, uh, we'll be broadcasting some of our services on cable network very soon. So it requires us to get new equipment, train new people. So if you know you have broadcasting skill, um, you can say, please see Pastor Wisu. Pastor Wisu, wave your hand. All right. Um, we are assembling those teams. It's going to be so that they can, uh, from this week, because very soon in news, we are expanding our studio to be able to do that because our Greater Works International Commission is coming and we intend to do a lot of media activity during that season. So if you have a good voice, um, not everybody can um, go live online and um, broadcast, but if you have a good voice, you have what it takes. Or you have that, maybe you did uh, journalism in school, you have media, whatever, or you are doing journalism or whatever it is in that media um, area, please, we need your service so you can uh, see Pastor Wisu um, after the service. Um, that's the pastor wearing black suit. Is going to actually, we are going to enroll you through that process. Amen. And you are interested in handling camera or being trained on how to handle camera, photography, and the rest also. Your services are also quite required right now. So even though you are watching online or any of our viewing center, please also see our dear pastor there who is going to be able to make it available for tell you what is required of you. Hallelujah. And um, the Lord, the, our community church is growing. Amen. Last week, Sunday, our home church grew by almost 40%. Uh, by last week Sunday. Amen. Now, what it simply means, let me say this. God did not create you to live in isolation. God did not create you to, to live, to do life alone. We, we, were, we were created to live in community. I don't know whether it has happened to you before that you are coming from maybe work or somewhere and you are so tired and you cannot just wait to get home. And by the time you get home, you just eat the bed straight. And sometimes you do not even remove your shoe. You do not even remove your clothes. You just eat the bed straight. You just eat and you know that was it. You know, it's the call that is home for you. Imagine you don't have a place called home. So when you close from work, you are just moving around the streets. That is how it is for someone who attends church but does not experience the home church. There is a home in the church. A place you can also come and relax. A place you can come and experience life. That is what we call the home church. That is what we call the Royal Care Fellowship Cells. Where you can feel free to experience the love you are meant to experience. You know, in the home, a lot of things take place. That's where we spend the life. So if you just experience service on a Sunday morning and go back to your own home without going to the home church, you are like someone who just closed from work and is moving around the street. You don't have a place called home. You are designed to live in a home. So every Sunday by 5 p.m., in fact, last Sunday, we have more people at our home church than we had in Sunday service. So really tell you how serious the home church is becoming. I have my own fellowship. Let it be our own. All our pastors and our leaders have their own various selves. 
that we are now working. My own is called Royal Care Businessmen's Fellowship. All right, and we now have the Davga uh, fel uh, Cell Fellowship, or and the rest, and those ones to take place in church. Different, so every everywhere we have different location. What we are trying to say is that you need a home away from home. You need a place you can relax. You need a place you can share your thoughts. Two Sundays ago, um, I was teaching and I said something like, oh, you know, the communion was never taken in a church from Matthew to Revelation. And somebody was shocked and said, why would you say the communion was never taken in church? And I told them that all, when the New Testament was written, there was no church, temple church. They were even, they drove them away from the temple. But the churches were taking place is in the house. And um, so the Bible was written, the New Testament was written to people who were living in the house and having church in the house. And by the time I finished explaining, the brother then said, okay, I understand. I understand. Because there was no church until about 300 years after Jesus died and rose again. And the Bible was was the old Bible was written about finished um, about AD 49, just about 49 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The New Testament was concluded. So all the time that the New Testament was written or addressed, it was to the churches in the old. So I want to encourage you here, you cannot do life alone. You need to belong to a home. You need a place you'll be raised. You can raise your own family. You can be raised, trained, nurtured. And that is what the home church is all about. Brother Michael, are you with me? Okay. So I am telling you that today by 5 p.m., the home church is taking place. And um, if you don't have any home church that you belong to, you don't, have, you don't belong to any Royal Care Fellowship, please tell Join my own if you're a man. And you can join the other women's own. The women's fellowship on Sunday is very fantastic. Because now, the women are able to network. Get to know one another's challenges. Pray for one another. Get to help one another. You have the marital challenges. You have problem with your child. You have problem with whatever thing. Now, the we, we have a specialized fellowship. Designed and tailored. Most especially for married women. We could have called it Married Women's Fellowship, where marital issues are being sorted out. So you cannot just be sorting out your marital challenges alone. You need to belong to that Women's Fellowship. So I'm not saying withdraw from where you are right now if you have one, but you can also withdraw and join the Women's Fellowship. We, we are now becoming more flexible. So if you don't like your current fellowship setup, you can join the Women's Fellowship on Sunday, and it's just one hour. One hour that will make a whole lot of difference. Imagine right now, in the women's fellowship now, there will be Sundays they will learn how to cook different soup. So part of the fellowship is how to cook. Alright? And now they will even talk how to have sex better in marriage. Alright? Now some of them though, maybe you don't know, I, I don't say maybe you don't know how to have sex, but there can be new dimension in enjoying your sex life in marriage. You want to have a place you want to have, discuss about that, it is the women's fellowship. Alright? There are different Challenges that are peculiar to married women. And that is the place to discuss it. One time, um, well, my wife was saying that, you know, women's fellowship is very special. She said in one of those days, uh, one of the women, they were having issues, and she just came and opened up her blouse to show what it was painting. I said, well, men, we don't open our trousers. <laughs> but you know, because they are the same fellow, you can actually do life like that. 
That is the beauty of having a specialized fellowship tailored to take care of that issue. That is the same thing we are doing for men's fellowship. Last Sunday, in our fellowship, one of the things we do after men's fellowship is to discuss the business everybody is having to let everybody know. And as we're discussing, as we're discussing, somebody in our men said, that, oh, me, I know how to do small chores, I know how to do small bonds, I know how to do this. And we said, but we have never tested it before. So this Sunday, the person is bringing tasting so that we can actually know how the small chops looks like. But that can only happen in the men's fellowship. And somebody that said that I am into this, but say, oh, and but there's a company that is looking for this. So during the week, the men were able to link themselves up with respect to a job vacancy that ordinarily was not advertised in church. But the men's fellowship, they knew that this is what um, is being discussed. And the men's fellowship is not limited to men alone. All right, to married men alone. As long as you feel that you're a man, you have your handwork, whatever you are, a business person, you can join that business fellowship because it is meant for that community to help. Now I know, in fact, like last Sunday, it paid us in the church. You know, we are getting building approval for our new site, and one of the prerequisites of Lagos State is that we must do what is called soil testing. Soil testing, they bring, uh, so they have to bring some equipment to test the place because it's going to be a, about a two or three story building we are putting up there. All right. So we, they have to do the soil testing. Not knowing that what we went to go and pay outsiders to do, somebody in the church could have done it. And it was just last Sunday I got to know that somebody in the church was actually into that business. But when we began to talk about what everybody was doing, that was when the brother then said that, oh, this is what I do, and it pains me. Because why should we carry church money? People's offering to go and pay somebody that is not a member of our church. And the person does not pay. But if we have paid this brother, even they will have also bring back the tithes into the church, bring back the offering into the church. Is it not better that way? Is it not better? So why should we go and pay somebody else outside? So that is why I really thank God that we now have such a fellowship where people can know both female, male, know what everybody is doing. Now, when we want to do the roofing of our church, we cannot give the thing outside because now we know that we have about two people with church who does aluminum roofing. So if you want to do aluminum roofing now, you can know that already we know who to patronize in the church. And by the time we are giving, we will calculate how much we are giving to the person. Our pastor will say, <coughs> brother, we're telling the title this morning as you are taking it. Praise the Lord. Put your hands together for Jesus. So, community life is a good life. It's a great life. Amen. Like Mommy Rookie is doing her birthday today. Now, we have a DJ in church. Uh, Mommy Rookie is doing that. That gale, Mommy Rookie, Mrs. Okwako, that you are seeing, is a gale that shows that she's not a small girl anymore. If she's trying to make a statement that if see me, see miracles, see me, see what the Lord has done. All right, so they are doing so. If you need a DJ, where's our DJ? We have a DJ in church now who has equipment. Aha, Mommy Rookie, you see, Mr. Papo, for your birthday. No, he's here, he's here. Look at the left. That brother is there. So, those of you who want to do end of the year, lead to us. Stand up, let them see you. Let them see you very well. Uh huh, uh huh. So, this one, by the time he DJ the thing, we said, Holy Ghost, oh, 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 Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Even if they don't mind how to dance before, eh? by the time he helps you do the jockey, he said, oh, 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 oh. All of you will start doing it like this. Because it's a spiritual DJ, amen. So what I'm saying is that community life is a good life. 
we need to belong to that community like we need to help one another as Christians and be stronger together so 5 p.m today Everybody add to that community church, all right? Add to the community life, belong there, celebrate it. And next Sunday, wow, next Sunday is home church celebration Sunday. Royal Care Fellowship celebration Sunday. Now, what does that mean? Our various fellowship is divided into various areas and various zones called chapels. So we have different chapels. So different chapel covers different areas. Those of you who are watching from command now, you have you are under a particular zone or chapel there. Now next Sunday you will see all the various fellowships are going to come to church celebrating themselves in a unique way by next Sunday. So you see that when you see some people wearing a particular type of jean to church next Sunday, they are dressing maybe funky. They belong to a particular group. You will know them by their dressing. Now, some may decide that they want to wear Agbada all the way from their fellowship to church next Sunday. So, everywhere celebrating the home church, the community life next Sunday. And you will see different people having different stands there next Sunday. Where is okay? And some people will come and tell you that why their fellowship is the best in the church, why their zone is the best in the church. And, and like those of you who are tired of your, fe- your area, your fellowship, next Sunday you have the choice to change. You can port next Sunday. Alright? So, by the time you hear somebody coming to 101 reason why their fellowship is the best, you can go to your own fellowship and say, I am porting to this new fellowship. I, I think the, God, the power of God is here. And so, next Sunday we are going to celebrate that community life. So, you see them dancing, singing, all right, singing and um, doing wonderful thing next Sunday at that uh, in the service on Sunday. There will be different attires here, different gay different whatever it is. People are coming to represent their own community church, their own fellowship church next week Sunday. Tell your neighbor community life is good. Home church is a sweet place. And next Sunday, we are going to be rebranding our Royal Care Fellowship Center, giving it a new name, a new outfit. So we'll be unveiling the new name that we're giving our fellowship home church and so that we can know that that is where the real life is. So it's going to be a rebranding and a lot of activity is going to be taking place next Sunday. I can't wait for next Sunday. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to represent my own fellowship well next Sunday. And if you're a man, you are in your fellowship, you don't like it, I think my fellowship is one of the best in this church. Um, oh, you people, you don't respect your pastor. I'm talking and you are talking. How many talkers? How can I be advertising my fellowship? You people are saying, okay, well, well, if you believe your fellowship is better, wait until I present my fellowship next Sunday. And you will understand that it's not by pastor, it's by, by their fruit, you shall what? No, then. So wait until people in my fellowship come and advertise why my fellowship is better. Because every every one of us and, and some of the pastors they want to retire me, but I refuse to be retired. So next Sunday I will show them why I'm still a pastor in this church. Amen. So it's going to be a special time next Sunday. Put your hands together for Jesus. So tonight we are celebrating the. Um, this thing we meet by 5 p.m. Then we have the better night by 6 p.m. The Lord bless you all as you go to your various fellowship in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, today I'm sharing on the subject, God wants you well, part two. Part two B of God wants you well. 
Last Sunday, I shared this same subject, but it was part 1A of God wants you well, and B, part 1A and B, but today I'm going to share on part 2B of God wants you well. Say with me, God wants me well. Say it loud, God wants me well. Now, wellness means to be whole, to be sound in the body. Third John chapter 1 verse 2. Third John chapter 1 verse 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. So the word of the Lord was emphatic in revealing to us, but actually, it's good to see you. Please see me after the service. Don't be in a hurry to go. I have something for you. Good. All right, so the Lord wants you well. He wants you all after the order of God's will. So God makes you know that my desire for you is that you will prosper and be in health, not in sickness, in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Now, let's look at the meaning of health. The meaning of health. When the Bible says God wants us to be in health, what does that mean? Health means physical and mental well-being. Physical and mental well-being. That is what health means. The second definition of health is freedom from disease, pain, or defects. Freedom from disease, pain, or defects. Are you with me? Number three. It means normalcy of physical and mental functions. Normalcy of physical and mental function. In other words, everything is working normal. The way God created it to work. The eyes is working the way God created it to work. The ears is working normal. The leg is working normal. Normalcy of physical and mental function is working and functioning well. Number four, it means a state of being whole and sound in body. A state of being whole and sound in body. That is what health means. Now, what does healing then mean? On the other hand, healing means to make whole and healthy. To make old and healthy. In other words, the thing has lost its wholeness. Wholeness means something is not complete. Something is missing. It means it's no longer healthy. So you are making it old and healthy. That is what healing means. Healing also means to cure, to restore, to soundness and well-being. To cure and to restore to soundness and well-being. In other words, the thing is faulty. The thing is not the way it's supposed to be. Now, it is now being cured. It's now being restored to how it ought to be. That is what healing means. So healing means restore, a restoration of health. A restoration of health. So in other words, health is now being, has been stolen. Health is now being asked. Now you are, being, you are restoring that health back to the way it ought to be. 
That is healing. Having this, having this two definitions, you will then realize that God did not create you for healing. And you don't need healing. God did not design us for healing. God did not design us to need healing. Actually, God designed us for else. We are created to be healthy. We are created, we were created to live a good health, a good life of health, not to need healing. Healing is as a result of what has been damaged. Today, after God restores whatever has been damaged, you will never be sick again. I said, you will never be sick again. What, how did sickness then came about? What is the origin of sickness? How did man become a being that needs healing? How come today we now need to be healed? And when health is absent? Now, in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, you realize that when God created all the animals, God just said, let there be living animals in the water. And all the fish, the whales, they came alive and they began to swim. God said, let the earth bring forth living creation. So the plants came out, goats came out from the earth, cow came out from the earth, sheep came out, and they began to move around. God only had to speak. And all the animals, the plants came out of the earth. But when it came to human being, God did not just speak. God did not just speak. The first thing God did was about to let us make man in our image. And after our likeness. In other words, God said, I want to create something that will have my nature. That will look like me. That will be like me. That we operate in this earth like me. In other words, God is in heaven operating in heaven. There's another God moving in this world. A small God that has the nature of God. That is talking like God. That is living like God. So God created man. He formed the soil. The difference is between man and God. God is a spirit. He was not created from the soil. But God took the soil, created man, and formed himself. When he looked at this soil, he saw himself. Everything about man resembled God. Then, unlike the animals, that God only said, let there be, and cow emerged and began to walk. Something was different about this being God created. The Bible said, God breathed into the life, into the man. And that soil, Came alive. The soil. What is the thing that gave it life? The breath of God. So man became a carrier of the life of God. You and I became a carrier of the nature of God. You see, let me tell you the characteristics of that nature. The Bible said in the book of John chapter 3. That he that is born of the flesh is what? Flesh. If a dog gives birth to a dog, you will not be surprised if that dog begins to do, oh, oh, begins to bark. Because that dog has the nature 
of a dog. It's only a matter of time that dog will bark. If a goat gives birth to another goat, it will be abnormal for that goat to be barking like a dog. That goat will have to bleat. You are not surprised when that goat begins to make that sound because that goat has the nature, the DNA of a goat in it. When God breathed into man, man had the nature of God. God was not a sickler. There is no thing called sickness in God. There is nothing called malaria in God. Have you ever heard that the almighty God have been admitted in any hospital before that they are passing deep into the body of God that God needed medical checkup that God needed a doctor to come and examine any part God's health is perfect God created you and I with perfect health the nature of God in you was not a nature of sickness it was not a nature of disease it was a nature of God oh put your hand together for how God loved us But something happened. Something happened. In Genesis chapter 3, the devil stepped in. I'm telling you the origin of sickness. How come we now need healing today? The devil stepped into that garden. And the Bible said, the devil came and tempted man. Do you know that from in Genesis chapter 3 verse 7, Immediately the woman agreed to obey the devil. Something big happened. Look at Genesis chapter 3, verse 7 from, with me. Genesis chapter 3, verse 7. Do you have the Bible in church? Are you sure you have the Bible in church? Let's go to Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. Verse 6 first. This is, I'm sharing with you to understand how sickness came about. And when the woman saw, so the first thing that happened when the devil interacted with Eve was that the way she began to see things became different. Her vision was affected. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food. Now, watch. And that it was pleasant to the eyes. You see the eyes there again mentioned. Before that time, she did not see that it was pleasant to the eyes. But now, she saw that food as something that was pleasant. Something has changed in the way she sees things. The devil has successfully changed how she sees things. Look at it again. A tree to be desired. She didn't have feelings. Feeling came. A tree to be desired. The next thing that happened, and to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. Taste. She ate it. Taste came in. She ate it and gave also unto her husband, and he did eat also. Verse 7. Everybody, verse 7. Can we all read verse 7 together? Genesis chapter 3, verse 7. One, two, go. And the eyes of them both, what happened to it? What happened to it? Pops. Was their eyes closed before? No, was their eyes closed before? The question is, which eyes got opened? You need to understand that. 
eyes got opened. Spiritual eyes, physical eyes. Listen to me. When God created man and breathed into man, the Bible said man became a living being. What kind of living being was this man? It, it was a living being that needed not to depend on his natural senses. Everything Adam was doing in that garden, he was not using his physical eyes. He was not using his physical ears. He was not using his physical feelings. He was not using his nose, physical nose. Man was a type of being. This is the type of being that we will become when the rapture takes place. When the rapture takes place, the Bible says, mortality shall turn into immortality. We will have every being. The nose will be there. But it's not a nose that will begin to perceive Ogono anymore. It's not a nose that will begin to eat okra anymore. It's a nose that will be sensing things the way God senses them. You know, some people look at... You know, when I see my wife in heaven, will I not be able to desire her again? You see, in heaven, our desire will not be for that one anymore. You know that one I'm talking about. Our desire, why are you laughing like that? I only said that one. Why are you laughing like that? Which one? There are plenty one. I don't know what you're thinking, but me, I know what I'm saying. <laughs> but... I only said that one. I don't know what you're talking about. Thank you. <laughs> but our desire will be for the Almighty God. So, man, when he obeyed the devil, another nature was activated in man. It was called the natural nature. Man moved from immortality to mortality. The address of man changed. What was it that man was using before to see? The Bible said in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4, the just shall live by faith. Man was living a faith life. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7, the Bible said, for we walk by faith, not by sight. So man was not walking based on his physical senses. He was walking by his supernatural sense. He's called the realm of faith. He is the realm of the spirit. That is the realm disease cannot enter into. Is somebody with me? But when he obeyed the devil, when he moved into the realm of the devil, he lost that realm. And he entered into another realm. And I'm going to prove it again for you. What I'm saying. Is somebody following me? Let's look at the consequence of the fall. I want to prove to you that there was something that changed. The body he was carrying was not a sickness body. The body that he was carrying was not supposed to be a body that would die. The Bible said, in the day that you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. Something died in him. His, his, his spiritual nature died. The spirit that man died. And three things happened immediately after he obeyed. Number one, Man's vision changed from seeing supernatural to natural. Consequence of the fall. Number one, man's vision changed from seeing supernatural to what? Natural. Genesis chapter 3 verse 7. Genesis 3 7. And the eyes of them both were opened. And they knew that they were what? Naked. 
So their eyes was not knowing nakedness before. Their eyes was not meant to see poverty. Their eyes was not trained to see sickness. Their eyes was not created to see disease. But when they lost the nature, another eyes was popped up. It was the natural eyes. They looked at themselves. They saw their nakedness. They looked at themselves. They saw defeat. And from that moment, something changed in the way man began to operate. Why? Because the devil knows that if you cannot see it, you cannot have it. The devil needed to take their attention away from God to themselves. Now, before their eyes was upon God, in the, that's why the psalmist said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from who? God. The Bible said, looking up to Jesus, not looking up to ourselves, the author and the finisher of our faith. These are not natural eyes. It's the eyes of the spirit. Now listen to me. It is with the eyes of the spirit you can see yourself never being sick again. Now, most of us don't see ourselves not living a sickness-free life. Some of us don't see ourselves living a debt-free life. Some of us don't see ourselves living out of poverty. In fact, we don't see ourselves as our, as our marriage, the way that you can enjoy our marriage anymore. Why? Because the devil has opened your eyes to see that, oh, marriages don't work. So now you don't expect your marriage to work. But I say to you, as the Lord liveth, your own marriage will work. I want you to see this the way God sees them. That is where your victory begins. When you can begin to see things with the eyes of the Spirit. The way God sees them. The eyes of the Spirit is called the eyes of faith. Is the sixth realm. It's more than the five senses. It's the realm where you operate based on what God was says. Amen, somebody. The second thing that happened as a consequence of the sin and the fall was that man began to depend on his natural senses. Genesis 3, 8. They heard the voice of the Lord. God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife eat themselves. Add, eat, add, eat. What they heard now is determining how they act. But they've been hearing that voice all this while they were not hiding. Because now they hear things differently from the way they used to hear it before. They are, the, if it was the normal ears they had, they were not running away from God. The normal ears was not driving them away from God. Don't you realize that today when you see a, a person that does not know God, when you invite the person to church, the person will be angry with you. But you invite the person to come and watch football, the person will be happy with you. you. Invite the person to anything outside of God, the person will hear that one better. Or when you hear that, they are sharing money in that church. Uh-huh. But when you say they are sharing the good news, mm. why? Because the way we hear is different now. I pray that God will tune your ear to hear God very well now. Your ears will be tuned to hear God the way you ought to hear Him now. In the name of Jesus. They began to depend on their natural senses. Now something happened, verse 9. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto them, Where art thou? I said, I want to prove to you that something has changed. Where are you? Now, this question, may ask, you may want to ask, does that mean that God is blind? That's number one. Number two, does that mean that we can hide from God? Because God is asking the question, where are you? Another human you can ask that. That means God did not see them. No, you see, the response of Adam 
will show that the way the Bible interpreter interprets this question needs to be slightly changed. Because the same event happened later on with another person. And if that question was properly phrased in that way. But look at it first. If I ask you where are you, the question is to tell me where you are if I cannot see you. But look at the answer. Verse 10 of Genesis chapter 3. And he said, I heard the voice in the garden and I was afraid. Because I was naked, I hid myself. Verse 11. And he said, look at it, God is telling him now. And he said, who told thee that thou was naked? Now, the, can you see that there is something conflicting here? God said, where are you? The man did not disclose where he was. He only said, I, I heard your voice. I went to go and hide myself. And God said, who told you? So if God cannot see him, will God be talking to him? God will have first said, come out now. Let me see you. Is that what God would have said? I can, why are you hiding from me? But it tells you that God can see him. So the question was not about where he was. Let me tell you the real question. Go to 1 Kings chapter 19. Genesis chapter 3 verse 8 began by saying, And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his, his wife eat themselves from the presence of the Lord. That is Genesis chapter 3 verse 8. They heard the voice of God walking. Is that not what he heard? No, are you with me? Is that what he heard? Is that what he heard? It was the voice he heard, right? A walking voice. Now go to 1 Kings. Chapter 19, verse 13. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 13. And it was so. When Elijah heard it. That he wrapped his face in his mantle. And went out and stood in the entering of the cave. Verse Continue the same verse. And behold, just like in Genesis now, there came a voice unto him. Remember that it was the same voice that came unto Adam. There came a voice unto him and said, now look at this one rephrased the question of Genesis very well. What doest thou here? This explains why Adam answered the way he answered. The question was not actually, where are you? The question is, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Where? It, you know, it was not that God did not see him, but his address has changed. That was why God said, who told you you are naked? Because in the realm you are operating on, you should not be aware of nakedness. In the realm you are operating my glory covered you. In the realm you were operating, you are not supposed to know, feel nakedness. You are not supposed to feel shame. You are not supposed to feel. Now, something has changed. You are now in another area where you are feeling nakedness. Where you can feel shame. Where you can feel sorrow. Where are you? In other words, Adam has moved from the supernatural to the natural. He has moved from the realm of immortality to mortality. God then addressed him that way. That was when God could curse him and said, with, with, your, with your sweats, 
He was talking about his feeling, his natural sweat. He said, in your sweat shall you eat. He tells you that he was not supposed to eat from his sweat. He was supposed to eat from the provision of God. The initial realm he was operating was a realm where Jehovah Jireh was supplying all his needs. He was not supposed to labor before he ate because he had created everything he ever needed to enjoy life even before the man appeared on the scene. Everything he needed was created already. Now those things began to run away from him. Now he had to then chase them. Sweat means you will have to chase everything before you get it. When he was in the nature of God, those things were working to him. He needed a goat. By desiring a goat, the goat will just come to him and he will slay the goat. He needs a fish. You think what I'm saying is not true? How come Jesus told Peter, go to that river. When you put your hook there, what happened? Because of the word, the fish came from everywhere. Remember that Jesus also said to them, go back to the same place you have failed. And by that commandment, all the fish from River Niger, all the fish from Kafancha, all the fish from Pacific Ocean, they all heard the word of the Creator and they ran to the river Galilee. So much so that when he threw his net there, the place where there was lack, there was abundance of provision. Why? Because that is the nature of God working. Today, whatever represents lack, by the power of God, abundance is overtaking it. In the name of Jesus. That was what God created him for. So when the address changed, instead of provision running towards him, it began to run away from him. And don't you realize that when we don't go out sometimes, we don't get money. We have to run after everything. 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 Because when man fell, that was when the equation changed. From moving towards to moving away. So you have to go and long for it. Long for it. Long for it. But today, The good news is this. Listen to this good news. The Bible said in John chapter 1, verse 4, said in him was life, and the life is the light of man. This is the light that shineth upon every man that cometh into this world. Listen, this world that he's talking about is the world that, even though you are in the world, you are not of this world. There is another realm when God is Lord and King. That is why whenever you give your life to Jesus, we say, come into my life and be my Lord and my rescuer and my deliverer. Bring me out of that cursed world. Into this place. This was the realm David recognized in Psalm 91 when he said, he who dwells in the secret place, in the realm of that place, in the realm of the most high, he said, shall abide under the shadow. Why? God is Lord and King in that realm. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. David said in Psalm 23, Say, Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? Unlike Adam, I will not fear any evil. Why? Because thou art what? With me. God is taking you into that realm again. You are in that realm already now. This is the reality of the new life in Christ Jesus. That is why Bible says that the light shineth in darkness. And darkness cannot overpower it. We are not saying that there is no darkness. We are not saying the darkness is absence. But what we are saying is that when you are a carrier of the life of God, the darkness can cover everywhere. 
but the darkness cannot cover you because greater is he that is your own power generator the, that is residing in you is it that power generation is called dynamics is the power that brings forth your own life you don't need whatever is working for them to work for you god will make things work because his nature is in you his power is in you his glory is in you say call upon me and i will what answer you somebody put your hand together for jesus by his nature by his dynamics in you, you have that life. It's called the Zoe life. It's the life of God. It's the one that will produce health. So you have to see yourself being healthy. Cancer may kill your grandfather. Cancer may kill your own grandmother. But because the life of God is in you, you have the seed of Abraham. You have the nature of Abraham. All you need to do is to declare that life, that darkness may cover the earth. God's darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon me, and his glory shall be seen upon me. You see, from today, as you go forth, be aware of that light upon your life. You are meant for good health. You are not meant for healing. Healing is a secondary gift. It's a restoration. The real gift of God for you is that you will live a sickness-free life. You will live a disease-free life. A thousand may fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand. But because the light is shining in darkness, that darkness may cover them. But it's not permitted to cover you. Because this light cannot fail. Somebody say, I have the light of God. Shout and say, I have the light of God. Sickness is not my portion. Say, divine health is my portion. See, but if you are walking in your natural senses, you will never see it happening. Because natural senses say it's not possible. Now, one thing will kill somebody. Say, now, one thing will kill somebody. Well, I don't know about you. You don't have to die of disease. I said, you don't have to die of cancer. You don't have to die of tumor. You are, you, Bible said that he not pleased God and it was no more. You see, my great grandmother, her story was told that when she was going to die, she called the children and she was there on her bed and said, Now I'm going to be with the Lord. They have come to take me home. She was in a place called Imesi in Elisha. My mother said that at that moment, everybody in the room could perceive something like an organ playing in the room. You could feel a melodious atmosphere. The heaviness was lifted because she was a solid Christian. She was a, a, a community leader in her church for God. She was a woman who loved the Lord. And said, she now told not look at them, they are here. They are here, look at them. One is standing there, one is standing there, one is standing there. They are here to take me home. And she said bye-bye to her children. And they said all of them, her face, just, the smile on her face changed. And her radiance changed. And they saw her as she was saying bye-bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye. And she closed her eyes smiling. Wow. That's a good way to die. Ah, you will not die a foolish death. You will not die a sickness death. Sickness will not kill you. When it is time to go and be with her, you will die peacefully. You will not die by accident. I said you will not die by accident. You will not die by ritualists. In the name of Jesus, shout amen. Hallelujah. Now, knowing well that Jesus then came to restore health, healing. Healing is the power of Jesus flowing into our body to repair whatever has been damaged. When you say divine healing, divine means from God, of God, of the nature of God. So it means from, of, 
of the nature of the characteristics of God. That is what the word divine means. Divine means is from God, is of God, it has the nature of God, it has the attribute of God, it has the characteristics of God. All right. That's any time you hear divine anything, divine energy, divine healing, divine provision, it means something that has the characteristics. It defines the logic. It, it, it is not normal. It goes beyond logic. It is of the Lord. So today, when I'm talking about div- how to then receive this divine healing, whatever the enemy has come to destroy, the Bible says in John chapter 10 verse 10, the enemy has come to steal. To kill and to destroy. But do you know what Jesus said? I have come that they might have what? I'm come that they might have what? Life. It is a come to restore what they say. You know that there is a life that produces results. There is a life that God intended for man to live on earth. So I have come that they may have that life. That life that the devil tampered with. Whatever the enemy has tampered with with your life. Today, in this month, 290 service, there is restoration in the name of Jesus. Hey, the enemy can do it, but I have a God who knows how to repair. Because it does not produce without a spare part. Whatever the devil has stolen, whatever the devil has killed, whatever he has destroyed, by the hand of the maker today, there shall be restoration. There shall be restoration in the name of Jesus. Now, for electricity to flow into anything, there needs to be what is called a transmitter. Transmitters are conductors of electricity. Copper, iron, they are conductors of electricity. Silver, conductors of electricity. So if what you want is power, the fan that is working right now, if you check on the cable, you will not see wood there inside. You will not see rubber there. At the tip of it, you will see either iron, you will see silver, you will see something that can bring in that power. So that the blade of the fan can roll. So that the air condition can work. Those conductors are the ones that bring the electricity into that electrical equipment. Into that device so that it can work the way it ought to work. Anytime you need the power of God in your life too, you need the healing power of God to flow into your marriage, into your business, into any area of your life. There are what we call conductors of God's power. There are what we call transmitters of God's power. These are the things that connect to God in the realm of the supernatural. It connects to the power of God in the realm of the spiritual. It conducts, it, it then brings that power from the spiritual realm into your physical realm. The power we are enjoying here, majorly is from Kanjin Dam, or maybe from one of the dams. You see, but there is a wire that carried it all the way from that dam to your house, to your living room, even to power the equipment in this church. The same thing, the power of God, the glory of God, the presence of God that makes, brings healing and deliverance. There is a, there is a, a there are transmitters there are things that conduct that power to flow from God into your own temple, into your own house. And I'm going to give you three of them. Trans- three transmitters of God's power. Number one, prayer. Number one, prayer. Prayer. Prayer is a conductor of God's power. Prayer is a transmitter of God's power. In fact, 
Nothing conducts God's power, often time more than power, prayer, and praise. But it's, it's, it's the quality of prayer and, so, and praise, but I'm talking about prayer now, the rest later. Prayer conducts the power of God. Anytime you need the power of God to flow into any situation, pray. Pray. There are three dimensions of prayer that conducts God's power. Three dimensions of prayer that conducts God's power. Number one is what we call personal prayer. Personal prayer. In the book of James, chapter 5, verse 13, the Bible says, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. He himself should pray. Is any afflicted? Let him pray. In other words, you can pray for yourself, by yourself, concerning any situation, and the power of God will flow into it. Today, as you pray, the power of God is flowing into that situation. In the book of Isaiah chapter 38, verse 1 to 5, we read the story of a man called Ezekiah. God Almighty sent his own prophet to Ezekiah the king and told him, Ezekiah, this sickness that you have will kill you. Will bring you to me. Put your house in order. Ezekiah looked at the prophet and said, I've heard you, sir. You can go. You are just a man. You are a messenger. Let me talk to the one who sent you the message. Whilst the prophet Isaiah was going, Ezekiah turned to the wall and communicated with God Almighty himself. And by the time he finished talking with God, even the prophet himself had not finished leaving his palace when the Almighty God said to the prophet, oh boy, prophet, go back. That man knows how to die my number. He knows how to talk to me. Go back and tell him he will not die again. I changed my mind. I've added 15 years to his life. It was not the prayer of the prophet that brought healing to him. It was just his own prayer on his own sick bed when he could not even stand up. He faced the wall and he prayed. Forget about this religious mentality. You don't have to stand before God answers your prayer. You, you can see the beauty of God is that prayer actually begins in your heart. You know when I tell people that the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2 came when the people were actually sitting down. Go and check. They were not even doing praise and worship. They were sitting and just praying because they've been there for about seven days. And the Holy Ghost came when they were sitting. You can even be here as I'm praying, as I'm preaching to you. And even before anything is finished, you can receive your own healing right now. If you can pray, if you can pray, if you can pray, right here as I'm even preaching right now, the prophet had not left the compound or the house of the man. He was still within that palace when the man turned to God and the, the super DHL eh, delivered his prayer and God have answered his prayer. 15 years more. 15 years more. And he prayed. Why are you not praying? For most of us would have said, prophet, pray for me. Prophet has his own way. But you, you, prayer begins with you knowing to communicate with God. The woman with the issue of blood, even when Jesus was alive, Jesus did not pray for the woman. Do you remember that story? She only prayed by herself. I am going to this service today. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. And the Almighty God heard her prayer. Even Jesus was still talking to people. 
Jesus was still relating with people, and this woman boycotted the protocol and went and just touched the air of the garden. And God answered her prayer. Even when Jesus was alive, there were people that was healed, not because he prayed for them, because they know the people boycotted Jesus' attention and they went straight to God. You can get answer even by your own prayer. God is answering your prayer right now. Psalm 50 says, Call upon me in the day of trouble and I will answer you. He said, You yourself, call upon me. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your voice in this service when we begin to pray. You know, on, on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we're ending with a vision on Friday. What are we doing? I'm gathering all of you. Come and let us pray. Because, you see, by the end of this week, August is coming again. You cannot afford to do life like this. So, but you know, sometimes people don't like such prayer. They only like the one that the pastor will do for them. They know that pastor will see vision. So people prefer someone that will see vision, someone that will carry the burden. But you see, God did not create you to depend on your pastor. He did not create you to just depend on men of God. They have their place. But God said, you call upon me. And I will what? And say, today as you call upon God. Even as you are praying, even as you are seated there, whatever it is you desire, before this service is over, God is giving you the answer. I hope somebody is praying as I'm preaching right now. I hope somebody is praying as I'm preaching right now. Because God is giving you that which you desire, even before I finish preaching, in the name of Jesus. The second dimension of prayer is the prayer of fellow believers. Prayer of a fellow believer. James chapter 5 verse 16. James chapter 5 verse 6 says, pray for one another that you may be healed. So, the prayer of your fellow believer is called prayer of agreement. Can bring healing to your life. In Matthew chapter 18 verse 18 says, if two of you shall agree upon anything, it shall be done. Matthew 18, 18, Matthew 28, 18 also I guess. said, it shall be done unto you. So listen to me. There is power in agreeing. You can look for a fellow believer. That is why the Royal Care Fellowship is there. When last Sunday, whenever we finish fellowship, and, and I've told all the leaders, I said, give room for prayer requests. Don't let people wait. Like, you know, like when we finish our own, somebody has a prayer request. I said, kneel down. And all of us, we stood around the person. We lay hands on the chest of the person, on the body of the person, and we pray. Because there is power in the prayer of fellow believer. That is why we are celebrating the own church. We are celebrating the cell system. Because the power of God is also there. Amen. The third dimension of prayer is the prayer of the priests. Prayer of the priests. This is the dimension most of all love to operate. It's also a legitimate prayer. But it should not be abused. I will stand a note of warning. Most Christians today have abused the priestly prayer. And they have idolized the prayer of the priests. So they don't pray for themselves. They don't engage other believers to pray. It's like only my man of God can pray for me and I will be healed. That is not God's design for you. But the prayer of the priest is a legitimate prayer but it should not be abused. Because no man of God has a power of his own. It's God that is walking through every man of God. Any man of God that tells you he has power is lying. If he asked for let him heal himself. You know, one of the popular men of God died recently. And people, some people get worried. Is to actually show you that he's not the one that has the power. Because if he is the one that has the power, he will have healed himself. It is God's power that is flowing through them. 
They are only a channel of God's power. Never take your eyes away from God and put it on man. You will receive a mistake. Because if man gives you anything, it's a matter of time they will use it to abuse you also. But when your eyes is on God, he will never disappoint you. The reason why some of us have been disappointed is that your faith is in the God, the man of God, not on the God of man. It should not be the way. Your faith should always be on the God of that man. Because it's only an intermediary. Never abused it. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? The priesthood prayer can be found in James chapter 5 verse 14. It says, any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Genesis chapter 20 verse 7 also says that God told the woman, the Abimelech, said, go and call Abraham, let him pray for you, and you'll be healed. So you'll find that reference there. The second transmitter of God's power is the mantle. The mantle, that's why today is mantle and anointing service. Is the mantle. The mantle. Acts chapter 19 verse 11 to 12 says, And God was special miracle by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the, unto the, unto the sea, and catches or aprons, and the disease departed from them, and the evil spirit went out of them. The handkerchief that was prayed for by Paul, the aprons that was prayed for by Paul, they took it and went to go and place it upon those who had diseases. And the Bible said that the evil spirit, the disease departed from them. Aprons and garments are conductors of God's power. Some years ago, an evil person used my mother's cloak to afflict her. This particular woman just said that my mother, should, she, she wants to go for an event. And you know, my mother was a very generous person. So she said to my mother, please borrow me one of your clothes. And later, my mother, you know, she mentioned the particular clothes that she wanted for my mother. You know, said my mother gave her the clothes. About a, a week or two later, my mother developed a strange disease. This cold, when it starts, we will have to on the stove, put hot water on the stove, carry blanket and cover my mother, and she will still be shivering. We were virtually boiling my mother, and she will still be feeling the cold. It was that serious. We have to close all the windows, close all the windows, and put on boiling water with the stove inside, and my mother will still, the cold will just be there. That's why I told you that personal prayer is good. We were praying one day when she slept, and the Lord brought her back events of who came to borrow the clothes and what had happened. The revelation of that prayer was what we then used. The person also died. Because you see, whatever somebody sows, it shall work. Anyone that has been sending evil arrows to you, enchantment, spell, divination, Whatever they have used your picture to do, whatever they have placed your name on, wherever they have taken your hair, your image, your, your underwear, today, by this mantle and anointing service, the fire of God is sending it back to them. They will reap of their own evil in the name of Jesus. Shout amen. Shout back to sender in the name of Jesus. One of our sisters in church some time ago, the daughter said that she could not give birth by natural means. Because 
her breast was lactating. She had not given birth, but her breast was bringing out milk as though it, she, was, she was, had already given birth. And it then meant medically that her, her body was re- releasing things into the a system that will be fighting anything from being conceived. Because the body is recognizing that she has already given birth. So it's producing the hormones that will hinder natural birth. And it was a very serious thing. She said that they, even at that moment they began to try IVF and all that means of unorthodox conception. But I went for a meeting one day and I came back with an handkerchief. And the Lord told me that this is for this couple. Give it to them. And I called them to my office. I said, this handkerchief, I'm giving it to you. Use it to lie together and place it there. Say, God will flow. She was sharing, when she was sharing her testimony, said later, not only did you show it to do the other thing, she began to use the handkerchief to rub her body. Rub her body. Rub her body. And today, by the hand of God, she's a mother of two. What the doctor said cannot be done. Jehovah Almighty did it himself. I don't care what the doctor has said. I don't care the state of the result. God Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, is overriding every medical result. He's overriding every natural process. And his power is bringing results into your life today. In the name of Jesus. Shout Amen. Is somebody with me? Finally, with respect to that, Matthew chapter 14, verse 34 to 36 says, And when they were gone over, they came into the land of the general spirit. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out all that country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased, verse 7, and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched him were perfectly made whole. By your mantle that you have brought today, whatever that mantle touches, the power of God will make it whole. In the name of Jesus. The third transmitter, which is the final one from today, is the anointing oil. Is the anointing oil. Mark chapter 6, verse 7. And he called unto him the twelve and began to send them forth by two and two. And gave them power over unclean spirits. And they cast out many devils. Verse 13 then says, and they cast out, Mark, 16, Mark chapter 6, verse 13 now. And they cast out many devils and anointed with oil many that were sick and healed them. Anointed with oil many that were sick and healed them. James chapter 4 verse 14. James chapter 5 verse 14, sorry. James 5 14 says, Is any among you, is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. Today, by this oil, whatever is called sickness, whatever is called disease, because the Bible said how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good, healing Healing is associated with the oil. Healing all they that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. By this oil, the power of the Holy Ghost is flowing into that situation. And there shall be practical healing in the name of Jesus. It's not only physical body that will be healed. Sick businesses, 
seek marriages, seek career, seek academic, seek education, shall all be healed today in the name of Jesus. Physical and mental healing shall take place by this oil in the name of Jesus. Shout amen, somebody. Some years ago, I prayed on water. And one of our brothers, whose business has been backwards, he had gone to invest heavily on Christmas trees. And you know, Christmas trees start from maybe October, November, December, first week of December. But this is now December 25th. By this Christmas day, people have stopped buying Christmas tree. But he came for a Christmas service on a Christmas day. And I told them to bring water by the leading of the Lord. I prayed on the water. I said, go and apply it. He went back home, carried all the Christmas tree that had not been sold, and sprinkled the water on it. On Christmas Day, he said he decided to quickly carry it, not to his shop, but he went to Ilepo bus stop here, this Ilepo road there, and he carried this Christmas tree there. He said within 10 minutes when he got there, a man was driving, and the man parked and called him and said, how much is your Christmas tree? He said, normally it would have been two five, but he didn't even know what he said. He, maybe he even said 5,000 or 4,000. He, he thought it was a joke. And the man said, can you supply me or uh, uh, me now? He said, yes. Yeah. The man said, enter my car. He, he entered the man's car. The man took him to his factory there. The man was just happy. He just felt like buying Christmas tree for all his staff. He bought the entire Christmas tree. And he asked, do you have more? He said, I have more. The brother on Christmas Day went back to his own house, packed his own Christmas tree, packed that of his friend, took it to the place, and the man still bought up. He said, do you have more? He said, no, I didn't have again. On Christmas Day, Christmas tree that could not sell on natural season, sold because when God stepped into a matter, he had no regard for the natural law because he's the almighty God himself. He said, with God, nothing shall be impossible. I don't care what the natural law has said concerning you. Maybe you are past the age of giving birth. Maybe you are past the age of marriage. Maybe you are past the age of getting a job. Maybe you are past the age of whatever. Today, by the hand of God, as this anointing oil comes upon you, my God is overriding that natural law. And his power, his power will flow into that situation in the name of Jesus. Start to your feet with me this morning. Glory be to God. Let your power flow. Come on now. In this place. Oh, let your healing come. Oh, in this place. Oh. Come on. In this place. Oh. Let your presence show.
God does not hear the prayer of a sinner. The only thing that can hinder the flow of the power of God is sin. His eye does not behold iniquity. So all is bad, all eyes closed. You are here, you have not given your life to Jesus. You are watching or listening online. Wherever you are, but you know that your relationship with God is far. And you want to make things right today. I want you to take advantage of this moment by making Jesus your Lord and Savior. Because he's the one that come, came to give us life. And the life is the one that lights our life. Being born again is not a child's play. It's a restoration of the life of God into the life of a man. So today, you are saying, Pastor, I am not sure if I die, I will go to heaven. I know I'm not believing well, but I want you to pray for me. Wherever you are, you want to give your life to Jesus. Place your hand on your chest right now. Because I want to quickly pray for you. Place your hand on your chest if you'd like to give your life to Jesus. God bless you. You can also rededicate your life to Jesus. You can rededicate your life to Jesus. Because today is your own day. Jesus wants to operate upon your life. Place your hand on your chest likewise I pray with you. Now say this word after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for giving me this opportunity to receive the life of Christ Jesus. I confess with my mouth today that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe with all my heart that he died for my sins. That he was buried and he rose again. Today, dear Lord Jesus, please come into my life and be my Lord and my personal Savior. Wash all my sins away with your precious blood and please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul today. I boldly declare my sins are washed away with the blood of Jesus and I'm saved I'm redeemed I am born again in Jesus name Amen now how many of you pray that prayer from the depth of your heart let me see your hand you pray that prayer from the depth of your heart let me see your hand I see that hand I see that hand if you pray that prayer just come very quickly I want to pray for you now come I want to pray for you those of you waving your hands just come let me pray for you let me pray for you we are by Today is marking a new beginning in your life. If you are at the viewing center, you can go out there too. You can go out there too. I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you for those ones who have demonstrated their faith in the saving power of Jesus. Demonstrated their faith in the blood of the Lamb. Lord, today marks a new beginning in your life. I ask that indeed all things will become new in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for them that this one will be rooted and grounded in your kingdom. They will not backslide in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for what you have done for them. I declare that this one will be fruitful Christians. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Where are my um, new convert team? Where are my new convert team? I want to let you know that something great has happened in your life right now. And uh, for those of you who have given your life to Christ... For those of you who have just given your life to Christ, from today, you don't need to even do it again. From this very day, believe that you are born again. What you now need is to grow up in Christ. If I make any other call today, again, you may not need to come out again because Jesus, can you put up your mic or something? Jesus has come to stay in your life. Somebody will elaborate more on what you need to do to become a strong Christian. You see that sister there? That sister, look at your right back now. 
There's somebody, have you seen her? That, okay, please follow that sister. She will quickly give you something, then you'll come back and I'll join us in prayer. Please put your hands together. Please follow her. God bless you. Please follow her. God bless you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, are you ready now? The second thing. I want you to lift your voice. Call upon me and I will answer and I will show you great and mighty thing. Whatever it is you want God to deliver you from, whatever it is you want the power of God to flow, with your own mouth, by your own mouth, he said, pray and you shall receive. Ask and you shall receive. So right now, I want you to call upon God. And say, this situation in my life, I am saying enough is enough. Lord, by your power, uproot it. By your power, bring healing. By your power, bring transformation. Somebody lift your voice and pray for yourself right now. Use your own mouth to reject what you don't want to see anymore. Reject what you don't want to see anymore. The power of life and death is in the tongue. You can reject whatever you don't want to see anymore. Reject it right now. Say enough is enough. Reject it with your mouth. Ezekiah rejected death. He said, I refuse to die of this sickness. And God answered him. Whatever may be the case, if you reject it, God will reject it for you. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Ezekiah rejected death and God answered his prayer. Reject whatever the devil has sent into your life and say no to that sickness. Reject it with your mouth today.
his life was extended. Today, as you have prayed, receive speedy answers this very moment in the name of Jesus. Amen. You will not die but live. Amen. You will not die but live. Every sudden death that is running to you in the name of Jesus, I command it to come back now. Amen. New sudden death, come back now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Receive the answer to the prayer. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. The second thing, lift up your oil. If you don't have oil, get from your neighbor now. Share from your neighbor. Share from your neighbor. Lift up your oil. The word of the Lord says, I have found David my servant with my only oil avite anointed him. Now, by the anointing, he said, and the source of wickedness shall not exert himself upon him. In other words, because he is now anointed, no more oppression, no more harassment, no more affliction. Say, I will, I will defeat his foe. The anointing is a spiritual weapon. It makes a whole lot of difference. Jesus did not remain in the grave because the Bible said that if the spirit of him that raised up Christ of the dead shall dwell in you, if that raised up Christ of the dead shall by that same spirit quicken, give life, immortalize your mortal body. Today, anything that is not of God in your body, whatever it is that is under oppression or affliction of the enemy, by this oil, you are being liberated today in the name of Jesus. Now put the oil in your hand and now put it on your head. Now lift your voice and say, let the power of the Holy Ghost flow into this situation right now. Whatever it is from the crown of your head to the soul of your body, say, by the oil of this, I place demand on this oil. Precious Holy Spirit, let your power flow into it right now. Let your power flow into this oil. Let my head is anointed. Anything that is attacking my life today, let your anointing begin to flow. Begin to bring new results. Into your business, into your career, into your education, your marriage, anything that touches your life. Let the anointing begin to speak. Let the anointing begin to bring healing, deliver, signs, wonders, deliver.
pray. As it is written, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. The anointing is the power of the Holy Spirit. This oil is a conductor and a transmitter of that power. Today, every edge that is anointed, by this anointing, whatever was not working or working well or working properly, let there be a turnaround for greater results in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. By this anointing, anywhere you have been defeated, whatever has defeated you, whatever has brought tears to your eyes, whatever you have attempted but failed, whatever it is that the doctor has said is not possible, today, not by power, not by mind, by the Spirit of God, let there be a turn around for good. Let there be a turn around for good. In the name of Jesus. There is somebody here, man. Your child has been giving you concern. That child has made you cry. But today, hear what the word of the Lord is saying. By this anointing, that same child now will bring joy to you. That same child will now bring joy to you. It was said in Mark chapter 5 that that boy came back to his senses. Any child that is out of his or her senses, right now in the name of Jesus, I command that child to come back to his or her senses now in the name of Jesus. From henceforth, let no man trouble me. Whatever he has been troubling you either to now today, such a situation seems to trouble you now. In the name of Jesus, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. Every evil hand that has been lifted up to wage war against you, to say you will not know peace, to say you will not know rest. To say you keep moving from place to place. To say your life will never rest. Every evil bee, every evil hand, lifted up in battle against you. Lifted up to fight against you. By this anointing, I decree, let that hand begin to fight your own self. Let that hand begin to wage war against your own self. Let such a hand wither now in the name of Jesus. Whatever has been arming you, whatever has been bringing trouble to your life, whatever has been causing sleepless nights, whatever has been causing distress, it is with the let no man trouble me, for I bear upon my body the mark of the Lord Jesus. The anointing of the Lord has marked you today. Whatever troubling situation that you have been contending with, by this anointing, you are coming out of it now. By this anointing, you are coming out of it now. It will lead you up in his hand. You are lifted out of that troubling situation. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. So shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Now use that anointed hand to bring out your mantle now. If you don't have your own apron or your handkerchief now, you on your way get one and place your hand on that your apron or your handkerchief and use that anointing to now clean it very well to mop it very well because 
is the power is flowing into that apron. All right, everybody, please help me with my handkerchief. Thank you. Use it very well on it. Now lift up your mantle. That woman placed it on her chest. And whatever was working against her from conceiving died. By this mantle today, as you go forth, every sweat that this mantle shall clean, such a person will no longer sweat in vain in life again. You will not sweat in vain in the name of Jesus. The mantle represents our clothing that we wear. Clothing beautifies our life. Today, whatever has lost its beauty, whatever thing has lost its beauty, every marriage, every job, every home, every career, every husband, every wife, every child that have lost its beauty, by this mantle today, God is restoring that glory and beauty back now. In the name of Jesus. By this mantle, your nakedness shall no longer be uncovered. Whatever has uncovered your nakedness, whatever has ushered you into a realm of disgrace, ushered you into a realm of shame, a man that is beating you, a business you go but no customer, today, by this mantle, as you proceed forth, there is a mighty turn around in that situation. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Anything that this mantle shall touch shall witness instant miracle power of God into it. In the name of Jesus. Your nakedness shall no longer be uncovered. The glory of the Lord shall beautify your life. You go forth with this mantle today. The mantle of Elijah parted the Jordan. Every Jordan that have refused you to go to your next level. Today, by this mantle, that Jordan is giving way for your advancement in the name of Jesus. So shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Move and thank the Lord for what he has done right now. Just thank him. Thank him. Thank you. Yes. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. And we return all the glory back to you for the testimonies that shall come forth from this service. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Put your hand together for Jesus. You may please be seated on top of your head. We hope you have been blessed by this message. For more information, please stop our website at www.lgc.ng. May God bless you.